When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sandra. Yo, what's up? Uh, I have a little story for you to start off this episode. Oh, a story. I love a good story. Is it a story about dragons? No. Uh, is it a story about the troll that lives underneath the bridge that you've got to pay to cross the bridge? No, no you're thinking too fantasy. It's actually like the story that we watched today, an Ooh. action story. You went to Vietnam and you... Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, not quite. Good. Uh, I'm glad, honestly. Yeah, I was at work. It was near the end of my shift, so it was very quiet. Uh, I was on my phone waiting for my shift to end. Yeah. And then a, a guy walks in. Ooh. He asked me where the goon's at. Ooh, love a goon. Love a goon yeah, bag. Yeah, he's a young man. He's yeah. after some goon. So I showed him where the goon was. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just over here. Yeah, that's nice. I uh, went back to, uh, you know, get ready to serve the customer, and he pulls out the goon. Mm-hmm. He just starts walking off. <gasps> yeah. He probably wasn't of age. He couldn't purchase it. So he was like, oh, I just may as well walk out, save you some time. I mean, yeah, it's quite possible. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I come over to him because I'm not very far away. And I'm like, hey, uh, you can't walk out with that. Mm. Uh, that would be stealing. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I came in with it. It's only you two in the shop, right? It's only you two yeah, in the shop. It's only us two. <laughs> so you're like, mm, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I kind of saw you take that out. Yeah. Uh, how about... Uh, you give that back to me, mm. and I'll go check the cameras. If you, in fact, brought it in, uh, then you could have it back. You're a reasonable man. You're a re- like you're not like Judge Dredd out here, like being like oh, I'm the law. I'm gonna shoot you just because you're you you you're, you're lying. You're like I'm gonna give you a fair trial. Could be I could be mistaken. Exactly. I could have not seen him take the goon bag after I directed him to said goon bag out of the fridge. Of I, and he actually brought one in. Yeah. And I just completely missed that. Yeah, definitely. But I'm going to need him to give me the goon bag. And of course, he doesn't want to do that. No. So I, I, I grab the goon bag off him. This, this may have been a mistake. <laughs> Because his hands were occupied with the goon bag. You know, ah. they were carrying the goon bag. He was also eating tuna. Ew. He was stealing goon at the time, so it was weird that he was eating. That was a bit weird. Anyway, so one hand's eating tuna, the other hand's stealing goon. Yeah. So when I took the goon off him, yeah. it freed up a hand. Oh, no. So he gave you the middle finger. Ah, uh, he did a little more than that. He punched me in the face. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's not good. Why am I laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, because it was kind of funny, because this was all over, like, a $10 goon bag. (laughs) That that is That I got punched in the face the other week. The worst bit was, Mm. he didn't only punch me in the face. He tried to knee me in the chest. Oh. Fortunately... But also, unfortunately, the goon bag was in the way. So we need a goon bag. <laughs> so we need the goon bag, which busted the goon bag, and it sprayed <laughs> all over me. That is pretty funny. <laughs> and I was covered head to foot in goon. <laughs> and then he just walked off, and I'm like, you know what? I may have been punched in the face, 
But being covered in goon was definitely the worst part of this transaction. Because then you have to go home. Like, you probably not, like, not go on public transport at that point. You, like, order an Uber. And that was my Friday. Well, that interaction gets an oldie from me, dog. Speaking of which, welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the show where we talk about getting punched in the face at work. I'm Zach. And in pain, and this is my co-host, Sandro. I'm also in pain, but for different reasons. I ate a spicy burger just before, and it was (laughs) way too spicy. Was it a good burger, though? That's the real question. It was, uh, it was alright. What are we talk? What, what, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we're talking about a great movie. Just an um, a, 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 a action movie. Great, maybe a stretch, called Missing in Action. Ba-doo! Starring the good old Chuck to the Norris. Ah. Oh. The Chucky boy. Yep. He 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 has uh, more than two fists because he's got fists under his beard. He does. That he can punch you with. That's that's a Chuck Norris thing. We got a couple things to get through up top, but uh, yeah, first impressions of this thing that you made you us watch. You sound so depressed. Look, it's not. That. It's not <laughs> bad. It's not an awful piece of garbage. You but... sound like you're dying on the inside. You're like. Oh. I was watching this being very aware of Chuck Norris's uh, So Bad They Good category Mm. films, uh, which is pretty much all of them. But this one was just kind of boring. So that was my thoughts. I was just kind of bored. Yeah, apparently the second one's way better than this one. Uh, Okay. But I will say that this one has its moments. I I wrote down the the three-act structure, Mm -hmm. if you're interested. This is the movie uh, broken down to its simplest parts. Spoilers. Uh, Chuck uh, goes to Vietnam. That's act one. He goes to Vietnam. Act two, he gets kicked out of Vietnam and is like, oh, I need to buy stuff to get back into Vietnam. Act three, he gets back into Vietnam and then goes, oh, i got to bloody leave Vietnam. And then the the movie ends. (laughs) It's the movie. Well, it's not him leaving. He's going to rescue some dudes. Chuck Norris enters and leaves Vietnam. <laughs> Up top, we're halfway through November. Do you know what that means? It's time to be like, what are we doing next year on the podcast? Season Whoa. three of Oldie Butter Goodie. Are we ending the show or are we continuing to go? Apparently, we're, we're going to keep going. I mean, yeah, you just sort of sprung that on me. Yet you're just assuming we're going to... I might be done. Yeah. After after being, you know, through all this pain and suffering that these movies have brought me through. More painful than a punch in the face, by the way. Some of them are. Um, I'll probably do another one. Why not? One more year, we say. And then next year, one more year. Yeah, one more year. <laughs> yeah. One more year. We just we just say that. We'll, do, yeah. uh, we'll have this discussion every year and we'll end it with one more year. One more one year. One more year. Yeah. So, uh, because we appreciate you the audience we have got for f- four options for years and you have got to pick which one we do wow that's more than two i'm gonna struggle what are the options that they can vote for so you've got uh trump uh biden now, the election was two weeks ago ah whoops damn we definitely it. know what the outcome of that was while we're recording we don't bank these stop referencing the banking <laughs> God damn it, Sandra, you're breaking the, the immersion. Listener, if you're listening right now, we're, we're doing this live. We're doing we're, this we're, live. We're, we're, live. We're, just, we're not going to comment on who the President of the United States is until next week. <laughs> or, or we just don't get political at all. That's probably the best. We probably won't do that, no. Um, so your actual options 
are, starting from the oldiest mm. um, and possibly the goodiest, uh, we got 1977. Do you want to hear some of the films that came out in 1977? Yeah, absolutely. Go. So, Sandra, what can we uh, look for in this lovely candidate here, 1977? Oh, only the first bloody Star Wars movie. Whoa, Star Wars. I've Star heard Wars? of that franchise. Star that Wars. franchise is still going to this day. Yeah. Some would say, unfortunately. Nah, Mandalorian's great. I still like episode seven and eight, though. I still think I like seven. Uh, but that came out then. Close Encounters of the Third Kind also came out. So did that Disney movie called The Rescuers, which is two mice, and they're like, "We're going to rescue people." It's a cool movie. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about. Star no, I'm Wars sick of talking about Star Wars. Derail the podcast. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Stop talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 1987. Yeah, this year offers many good movies, uh, such as. I don't know why I'm starting with Hellraiser, because it's not the best Hellraiser, movie that came out that year, but yeah. Hellraiser came out in 87. Yeah. So did the first Robocop. I think the best yeah, m- movie of that year has got to be The Princess Bride, though. That's a classic. Oh, The Princess Bride, dude. And also, oh, and also, every single year on this podcast, we've done two Arnie movies. Mm. We did two Arnie movies last year. We've done two yep. Arnie movies this year. It's a tradition. If we do 87, we've got Predator and we've got The Running Man. Two Arnie movies. Wow. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Predator. Yeah, that's a good that's a good lineup. Robocop, yeah. Predator, The Princess Bride. There's wow. Evil Dead Two, Harry and the Hendersons. Ah, yes, and I really want to see <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons just so we could go on the podcast and go, why? Speaking of scraping the bottom of the barrel, it's 1993. Ooh, a prequel to our first year. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're going back to the back. Ooh, um, and <laughs> these movies. <laughs> Uh, hey, we've got Jurassic Park, one of my all-time favourite movies. Jurassic Park, Hocus Pocus is apparently really good as well. Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, classic. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And we, we do love our Christmas horror movies. We do. Big fans. But then there's also uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. 3 and Coneheads and Dragon Ball Z Super Broly, the legendary something-something. But then there's also Wayne's World 2, so I don't know. Coneheads, though. <laughs> Oh, Miss Doubtfire. Oh, that's a classic. Can't can't forget about Miss Doubtfire. I wonder how problematic that is today. Probably not very, <laughs> but also probably very. Speaking of problematic, it's 2005. Wow. Not exactly oldie but a goodie, but oh boy, were there some some films that will feel like oldies. Um, there's some good ones. Batman Begins, classic. Mm. Love that. Constantine, great movie. Revenge of the Sith, not very well made, but there's some good moments. <laughs> Uh, Goblet of Fire. Wow. Very fun film to talk about. Kronk's New Groove. Oh, I love Hell that movie. Yeah. Oh, then you've uh, also got Sharkboy and Lava Girl and Sky High. V for Vendetta. Oh. Dude. The nostalgia is going to be high. The animated movie Robots. Dude, I loved Robots as a child. Oh, the Doom movie that absolutely Hitchhiker's sucks. Hitchhiker's Guide to, a ga- to the Galaxy. Oh, good Madagascar. Film. Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Dude, we got to do the 2000s at some point. Yeah, we will. Oh, Zathura. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great year. I think if we do 2005, it's just going to be us being like, oh, damn, these things I used to like suck now. No, 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 no. They always sucked, Sandro. They always sucked. They always and I sucked. knew they sucked, and I enjoyed them anyway. No, Sharkboy and Lava Girl was always the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So those are your four options. You can go and vote now if mm. you want. There is a Survey Monkey 
in the episode description, so right at the top. So click that mm. and go and vote. Also, if you listen to this episode within 24 hours of it being published, uh, go to my Instagram. You can vote there as well. I think we'll probably leave it open for, what, two weeks maybe? Yeah, two weeks seems like a good amount of time. We'll remind people on the, the, the next episode and then on the last episode we go, ha, you missed it. You missed it. Hey, Lamal. Let's do this. Missing in action. So your other options for this week were, just the way you are, a successful flute player with a lame right leg has to decide whether or not she should tell the man she's dating. That definitely sounded like a better film with a great plot. Honestly, might have been worse than this film. I don't know. I really want to know what goes through her mind when she decides whether or not she should be like, my right leg is lame. How do you hide that? Anyway, you also had Night of the Comet, sci-fi horror comedy about a comet that either turns people into dust or zombies. I'm not entirely sure. I couldn't figure it out. Which definitely sounded pretty good. Like, that one, I I kind of wish we had done. Uh, Night Patrol, Policeman wants to be a stand-up comedian who does his stand-up with a paper bag over his head. Uh, whatever, I don't care. And then also, Special Effects, a woman is cast in a movie which is based off a murder that the director actually committed. Okay, it was released November 16th, though, directed by a guy called Joseph Zito, best known for doing horror before this. He's done mm. uh, three films before this that are all uh, cult classics, Blood Rage, The Prowler, um, but he also directed another film in 1984 called Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter. Oh, yeah? Um, after this, he did a lot of garbage action movies. Hey, before this, he he did a lot of garbage action movies a <laughs> Lamel. that's true um you probably noticed during this though that there's a large portion where someone's watching a spider-man cartoon yes is that a reference to to himself is that a is that a selfie is that a self a referential that's a reference wow yep he was working on a spider-man movie at the time that never happened oh so he was like i'll put spider-man in this movie <laughs> i thought it was interesting for the cast chuck norris is colonel james braddock chuck norris being the guy that fought bruce lee in the way of the dragon and then mm. made a career out of being known as that guy that fought bruce lee in the way of the dragon uh, his name was already pretty big at this point. I, I've had a lot of people say that this was his, like, breakout role. I think this was, like, his mainstream breakout. Before yeah. then, I think he was doing a lot of, like, lower-budget action. It, it, I think it I think it might have been him as, like, the main character. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, probably. whereas normally he's, like, the bad guy that Bruce Lee has to fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> Uh, my personal favourite in this movie is M. Emmett Walsh as Jack Tucker. He's from Blade Runner. He's from Knives Out, Blood Simple. He's great. He's funny. He, he's funny and everything. And then also playing one of the generals is James Hong, who was in uh, the original Hawaii Five O and also Blade Runner, Big Trouble in Little China. He's been working for like decades. He's a cool dude. That's cool. That's cool. Nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Somehow got an audience score of forty-two though. Five point five on IMDb. Critics said that Chuck Norris did a good job, but this movie is just a Rambo ripoff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not wrong. Literally, like, half the reviews were like, have you, uh, seen Rambo 2? <laughs> Anybody? Anyone? Rambo 2? Anyone? No? Anyone seen that film? Glad, glad no one's seen that, because otherwise it makes this movie look worse. <laughs> it really does. Have you seen Rambo 2? Uh, no. Well... That's probably why you like this movie. I didn't say I like this movie. <laughs> uh, we don't know how much this costs because it was filmed back to back with the second one, but it's somewhere between one point five and three million dollars. What do you think it made? Uh, seven. Higher, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, twelve. Twenty-two point eight million dollars. <laughs> wow. Okay, much higher than I thought. 
did really well. Quite a bit. It opens in the jungle, and it's all nice and calm, mm. and you're like, oh, it's the lovely jungle. But, but Sandro. Oh, you, you... That font, though. You love, and this is a fact, Sandro loves big, bold, blue letters. <laughs> He's a huge fan of just big, blue letters as the font. Yeah. As in Speed, your favourite font Well, so Speed far. is a special case, but yeah, it's, this, is, this, yeah. this isn't as incredible as Speed. Yeah. I personally loved how all the credits were this nice, like, Terminator font. Yes. But then the name of the film comes up, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. ugly. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they, it's like got the... That's the idea. It's got a bit of dirt, a bit of grit on yeah. the sides, although it is weirdly angled. It really is. But it's blue, and it was bold, and I was like, ha-ha, speed font, ha-ha, <laughs> Sandra's going to be like, poo-poo. poo So you've got that up on screen, but then, you know, yep. you've also got but the jungle. But then we get into the jungle. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, ooh, lovely, calm jungle. But then the jungle is interrupted with gunfire. And you're like, yep. oh, not a lovely jungle after all. This is a death jungle. If you jungle. thought this was a lovely, yeah, if you thought this was a lovely jungle, you clearly didn't look at the title <laughs> of the film or any of the cast or mm. what genre it was in. No. Or the synopsis. No. Well, I forget everything after we finish recording. Yeah, that's fair. So I had no idea what I was going to watch. Wow. I was just like, just going to press play on a file. That would have been exciting. It didn't take me long to get a quote because we've got Chuck Norris running through the jungle going, move it. Come on, come on, move it, move it, come on, come on, move it. It's like a video game. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move it, move it. I thought it was, you were going to break out in a song there. Come on, now move it. Uh-uh, uh Now move it. Uh-uh, uh Now move it. Yeah. You're going to die. It's Vietnam. You're going to die. You know, move it. Move it. Move it. Yep. It's just a lot of action at the start, but it ends in the best way. It's like, how does this opening sequence end? So he, uh, we see this fight in Vietnam, but uh, to really finish it off on a bang, uh, he gets out two two grenades, pulling the pins and putting one in each hand. Then he jumps uh, into the fray with two grenades in hand, and then it just cuts away. What? Did he die? He didn't throw the grenades. No. He jumped in while holding two, a grenade in each hand. Like, he physically leaps yes. towards the enemy. Holding grenades. But then it just cuts away like he survived that somehow. Well, that's what I'm confused about as well, because, like, we cut to him in bed in America, you know, after the war. Yep. So was that a dream or was that a flashback? I think it was a dream, right? It has to be a dream. Yeah, I'd say it's a dream. Because yeah. Because he would have died. It's such a strange opening sequence. In many ways, it's the biggest action sequence of the movie and you just open with this great action. So he's like uh, a, a war vet from Vietnam mm. that is now going to Vietnam. Yes. Because the... the president question mark and and the vice pre i don't know what the lady is what is the lady supposed to be yeah at some point she says that she's there to keep an eye on him but then at the start when we first see her she's very much working with the president or whoever he is i think that i think that's just like a nomentary role they've given her like you yeah keep an eye on this while you're here probably uh, she fails completely in that aspect she literally does nothing to stop him but uh yeah so we have chuck norris going around 
Vietnam, he bumps into his good old friend, Mr. Stab Me in the Guts in the War. Yeah, so we then get flashbacks to the time when he was held in a uh, Vietnamese uh, war camp, mm. uh, and this guy uh, was torturing him. And so the guy that was torturing him is now working with the general of Vietnam. Can I mention that uh, this, this movie, I feel like it hasn't aged well. What do you mean? <laughs> this might be the uh, the oldest of... It, it was a different time. Yeah, look, war films about Vietnam. Yeah. None of them... like They're all kind of packed with like stuff that makes you kind of go... Ugh. Yeah. But that was the mentality back then, though, was like communism and, you know, Vietnam in particular, real evil places. Yeah, bad place. Yeah. So... This definitely made me cringe at points when they focus on the the enemy yeah. and how how evil they are. Yeah. And then for the rest of the movie, we just murder soldiers doing their job. And I was like, oh. There's a lot of stuff like that. And it's like, obviously, this was probably written by someone who was like super pro-war, I guess. I don't know. Mm. It's tough with these old war movies because... They're just propaganda. Yeah. There's so many weird moments at this, like, opening moment, though. Like, we then cut to a conference. We cut to a conference where the general of Vietnam is talking to the president or whoever it is, the Americans, and they're talking about um, all the various war crimes that Chuck Norris apparently committed. I believe him. Yeah, Chuck Norris would commit war crimes, you're right. I mean, like... Maybe to save his friends. Ah, look, we don't know. Maybe they're lying. Mm. Maybe he was just a soldier holding grenades in his hand and leaping into the fray. (laughs) Is that a war crime? I'm not sure. No, no, no. Should it be? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, no one's going to do that because they're not going to end up with hands or a life after that. The thing about Chuck Norris, though, as an action hero that I've always kind of loved is that he doesn't have a particularly like, scary voice. Like, Arnie, Stallone, they've got, like, very powerful voices. Chuck Norris is just kind of like, hey, what's up? I'm a dude. Yeah, yeah, no. He doesn't have, like, a very distinct grading. It's just, like, a general American. In fact, even someone in this movie says, you have to be the most underdramatic man I have ever met. Yeah. 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 So, he sneaks off. At night, after the lady invites him over, yeah, to have a couple of glasses of wine, and he's like, "Hoo hoo, wine, all frisky." Um, so he brings over the champagne, and then uh, he gets changed, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I just wanted to have some drinks. Why are you getting naked?" Ah! And then he puts on his quote-unquote stealth clothes, yep, which are black. Uh, trousers, uh, a turtleneck skivvy. Does he put on a beanie as well? I don't, I don't remember. But that's like literally what he does. He's like, I'm just putting on my stealth costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he, he doesn't doesn't want to be watched because he's shy. Mm, Question mark. Around. There's a line in this scene that alluded to the fact that he's apparently 28 years old in this movie. Alright. It's a bit weird. I know you've always hate, hate, hated when they get actors which are very clearly older than yeah. what they say they are. I was just like, why point it out? <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look 28. <laughs> just be like, you're a dude. Yeah, he doesn't need to be 28 either. <laughs> he could be 50 for all I care. It doesn't matter. So dumb. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be a war vet? 
Yeah. Anyway. Well, I guess they would have gotten um, recruited quite young. Yeah, obviously, but... Still, still a bit weird. I didn't notice that part, so... Yeah, no, that does seem dumb. Anyway, he goes and sneaks to the, like... Oh, yeah, the, the general's bedroom. Yeah, the general of Vietnam, whatever he is. Yeah, in his bedroom. I, um... Th- this is when it started getting so bad it's good for me. Particularly, like, the soundtrack was terrible, but very funny. Like, w- whenever mm. he, like, sneaks around, there's, like, a sound effect, like, something like that. It goes on forever, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed with this movie it was very long. These things seemed very dragged out, the action scenes and other things. There was a lot of space where they could have just skipped over it. Yeah. Right near the end, when he's sneaking into the base, there's a lot of scouting as he, as he pulls out explosives and stuff. Mm. That needed to be maybe 20 seconds and it went on for like five minutes of him pulling out explosives next scene yeah cutting into the base next scene he's in the base placing explosives which i feel like you could cut out half an hour of this film and it would be way better yeah the thing with like a movie like this is i feel like part of it is made for x soldiers as well like yeah yeah there's a lot of like tension and stuff in that which is good okay yeah dragged out not necessarily a bad thing in the action scenes because it's Mm. very tense you know you feel the tension and stuff but also there was a lot full stop (laughs) there was a lot it it, it went on for yeah for forever yeah maybe maybe not half an hour but like 10 minutes or so yeah could be cut out i was very bored yeah for a lot of this movie it was like pause action 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 pause yeah there's a scene where he gets into a hotel and you wait for him to open the it's like that indiana jones scene in the indiana jones one where there's an assassin in the closet or whatever yeah there's something going on He's, yeah. like, talking to himself, being like, oh, then, surprise, there's a bad guy. Yeah. In that one, we just see him, Chuck Norris, walking around. Yeah. That's the other thing as well, is like that great Indiana Jones scene, obviously Harrison Ford isn't going to die, but there are stakes in that scene where you're like, you know, this guy, quite obviously a match for Indiana Jones. In this movie, everyone that Chuck Norris comes up against, he just kind of knocks out with, like, a, with like a chop. <laughs> Like, there's no there's no stakes at all, ever. No, but what about the boat being uh, blown up, with uh, being shot at? Oh, the Kevlar? The Kevlar raft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Impervious to bullets. Impervious to bullets. Wow. Maybe just, I don't know, like, not aim at the bottom of the boat? Yeah. That might kill the people on top of it. I don't know, just saying. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to that dumb thing. So he sneaks into the general dude's bedroom... And is like, tell me where the MIA camps are. Because that's been a big part of this. You know, the Vietnamese uh, army are apparently holding American soldiers in these missing in action camps. So that's why Chuck Norris is there to go save them. Yeah. So he gets the general dude to tell him where the camps are. After he sneaks in and, like, threatens him with a knife. Yeah. Uh, This was very, like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm rooting for for my good guy at the moment. Well, that's the thing, again, is, like, we are so far removed from the war. Yes. And this is, like, literally a fantasy war movie. Where it's like, we wish that we could go and do this. Yeah, well... As Americans, we wish that we could, you know, go and do this based off rumours that are happening at the moment. Um, Yeah. So because we're so far removed from that, for us it's like, 
ooh, this still hasn't aged well because these are stereotypes yeah. and also... Yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes in this movie, which kind of sucks. And I'm not, like, defending this movie. I'm just kind of, I don't know. Pointing it out, yeah. yeah. I definitely think... Spoiler alert, I'm going to rate it an oldie and it's because of these sort of things and there's better movies out there. But apparently the next movies, the, the sequel and the prequel, are actually really good. Much better than this movie. So that's good. So he's going to leave the general's room, but the general pulls a gun on him, so he... He kills him. Yeah. He throws a knife. He's a good knife thrower. We see it throughout the movie. He is. It's a good stealth weapon. Then it takes 20 minutes for him to get back to the apartment. Yeah, he sneaks around. He has to, like, dodge, you know, patrols and other things. Mm. Uh, the bad guys are running after him because he's murdered the guy, but they find him. Yeah, they see that the general is dead, so they run to where they think that he is, which is her bedroom, yep. expecting him not to be there, you know. But they yep. arrive there, and he is there, and they're like, oh, guess you didn't kill the general, then. Yep, because you're banging this girl. <laughs> Ayla Mal. He just tears her top off, and I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, no. The woman roles in movies. She was there to stop him leaving. She yes. fails at that. She's there to get her top ripped off, and 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 then she's in the last part of the movie. Ugh. Yay, great female lead. Th- there is a lot wrong with this movie. <laughs> so yes, unfortunately. But we haven't got to the action yet, and the action's pretty good. Yes, actually. I'll give the action that. I quite liked the action. I don't know if it was the best action ever, but I, I quite enjoyed the action. Yeah. So uh, now the general is the guy that held him prisoner, I guess, because he was second in command. So he like yeah. assumes control, and he tells Chuck Norris to leave Vietnam and never come back. You're, you're, yep. you're banished from this country. Yep. Which is fair. Definitely. So he then goes to Thailand to go and see his old buddy, Jack Tucker. Good old Tucker. And I like Tucker because we know two things about him. We know that he's American and that he likes hookers. (laughs) Yep. Also, he's a coward. Also, he's a coward. Sort of. There's a great scene where Chuck is in a bar and he's like, I'm looking for my friend Jack Tucker. And then the person at the bar is like, well, he'll be here any second. Then Jack Tucker just comes flying down off the roof. (laughs) The perfect intro for a character. Yeah. Yep. It's good. It's good. And like crashes into one of the tables. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there there we go. Thank you. So then we spend 20 minutes of them just collecting like weapons and stuff to go back into Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. So they get... Uh, the dinghy, which is... Kevlar raft. Oh, no, 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 the boat, the boat, yeah. The, uh, so, yeah, the boat, which is armed against pirates, question mark, yep. which is why it has lots of guns. Yep. And is not a pirate ship itself, question mark. No. And it's one, like, super loyal crew member. It's just one guy. Yeah, it's he's just one great. guy. He's great. He's the real hero of that movie, that one guy on the run. Yeah, the honestly, he's the... <laughs> the best character in the film he goes and he gets this like kevlar raft this this bulletproof raft from this arms dealsman but it's too expensive the raft is like he's asking too much for this raft oh my god the way chuck norris haggles throughout this film is by threatening people he just points the machine gun at him and is like well how much did you say it was (laughs) and the guy's like oh ten thousand this guy is not a hero. He he's uh, well. He's he's a hero in a way. He's not exactly a nice guy to no, to deal with. No. That's for sure. I just that scene was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> points the machine gun of the boat at him and is like, "Yeah, what's that price again?" And he's like, "Nope." 
Nope. Oh dear. Oh, he hires a helicopter as well, which is very important. He buys a helicopter that comes in literally at the end. It's the Eagles. What was the plan with the helicopter? Because it was obvious that they were trying to escape on boat. I think I think that um the helicopter was going to pick them up from the boat. That's what I was thinking as well, yeah. Yeah, but in better circumstances was the idea. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd take the boat to get away from the army base so that the helicopter wouldn't be shot down. But what actually, yeah, but what actually happens is the boat gets blown up so they have to escape via the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. via the helicopter, yeah. Um, this is the one scene that I think, like, was really good and really worked, was when he's in his house and then there's these two guys next door that, like, fire an RPG at his apartment and the whole room explodes and we cut to the civilians on the street. Yeah. And they're, like, bleeding and they're yelling and there's, like, a dead kid that these parents are carrying crying. I was like, like damn. Yeah. Suddenly brutal realism. It's a pretty horrific scene and I think it's the only yeah. scene in the movie that actually captures, like, war. Yeah, yeah. It's not... Chuck Norris saving everyone with his pinky finger and a grenade. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, he got shot at, he survived, but yeah. it's, there's not the only one there, and other people were casualties. But then it's immediately ruined by the new general guy being like, oh, he escaped. Well, now it's personal. And then it just turns into this dumb action film. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no. He. Drives to the docks. Yeah. Uh, in a big old truck, they drive to the docks, but they get followed by like secret agent, Vietnam elite secret agents, whatever they are. And there's a big car chase action scene, which I thought was pretty fun. It was good. I, yeah, I liked it. I liked uh, it. There was a lot of jump cuts and weird angles. A little bit of slow mo. But yeah, it was a good action scene where they're chasing around these cars. Uh, Chuck Norris rams a car off a pier. I called that as soon as the cars appeared at the pier that they were going to get rammed off. Yeah, of course. It finishes with Tucker taking the boat, like starting it up. Yeah. Chuck Norris playing like sort of semi chicken with the other car and then yep. jumping last second. Yeah. And uh, they both the cars both fly off the pier. Yeah, but for some for some reason the general, the new general is in Thailand hunting them down and then he gets on the boat. I think he's he's been following them. But then he gets on the boat and then he, like he's got an axe. So they kind yeah. of like <laughs> Yeah, so he's the the general, the army general dude personally Sneaks on to Chuck Norris's boat to try yeah. and kill him. Yeah, because it's personal now. Forget that line. Well, now it's personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's personal. God damn it! So now bad. it's personal should be ruined, like removed from every movie. That line. Yeah. Now it's personal. No, it, it, no, <laughs> no. Stop justifying doing something stupid because it's personal. <laughs> exactly. So he, he hops on the boat and tries to kill Chuck Norris with an axe. But uh, Chuck Norris chops the axe in half with his fist. Yep. And then wrestles with him and uses his own axe head against the guy. And he slowly stabs him with an axe because that's how an axe works. You can slowly stab... Well, he also ass. karate chops the guy. No, he does. Karate, which, yeah. which which knocks him out, question mark. It's dumb. Yep. It's real dumb. Anyway, that's that bad guy dead. Anyway, they're back in Vietnam now, and uh, yep. the really loyal crew member is going to stay with the boat while Chuck Norris and Jack Tucker go on the raft. I would have rated this movie a goodie if that guy had just been like, yep, yeah, I'm taking this boat and left. <laughs> yeah. 
Because there was a moment where they, they zoom in on the guy at the boat, and mm. I was like, oh my god, is he going to take the boat away? I would love it if he just took the boat. And Tucker's like, oh man, my most loyal crew member! It's so dumb. Then literally nothing happens for 20 minutes. He's like, he's sneaking around the bush, occasionally karate chops a soldier, occasionally throws a nade that doesn't really explode that much. I wrote down, well, that was a disappointing nade many times in my notes. There's some incredible explosions, like, later. Yeah, yeah, the nades do seem like firecrackers. <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't even use the whole pack of firecrackers, they used one of them. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Which was unfortunate, but I, I, I forgived it. As you mentioned, yeah, he finds the camp, the prisoner of war camp, he... Sets up a bunch of explosions, cuts he his way in. He sets up a lot of explosives. Not a bunch. There's literally like a minute and a half scene of him pulling out explosives from his yes. bag. Now question. Question about this, actually, that I forgot. Uh-huh. I forgot this question, but I had it in my mind while I was watching this scene. He then blows up the majority of this camp. He blows up pretty much yes. all the buildings. How does he not know that the prisoners are in those buildings? I think he, I think he checks. I think he has a look. And also knows camps like these, they would be held in those cages. Yeah, I guess. Because we do see the cages later on, which are very clearly separate yes. buildings that are set aside. So I'm, I'm sure he knew and planned around it. Maybe. Maybe. I'm probably just questioning uh, the IQ level of Chuck Norris in this movie. I, I, I disagree. I think it would just be bad luck if any of the soldiers were in those buildings, like, being interrogated at the time. Oh, that's true. And we do see later that there's only, like, five soldiers that are prisoners anyway. Yeah. But I think that's a risk he's willing to take to get the nice visuals for the movie. Um, because, oh boy, these explosions are awesome they're incredible (laughs) these explosions are amazing (laughs) because they're like wooden huts that just boosh and then they just burn for like five minutes but yeah he can't find the prisoners they have apparently been transported up river so oh yeah oh yeah before i forget one other thing he went into the camp and set up explosions while it was going from uh like dusk Right? The sun was going down, he was setting up the explosions. The action sequence lasts for maybe three minutes, and then he's going back to the raft, and now it's daytime again? Uh, that all took place in 12 hours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the time frame works. I didn't question it. I was I was too invested in, like, I liked the, the sneaking into the fence and having mm. to cut the wires and stuff. I thought that was good. And then the explosions were awesome. That mm, was definitely incredible. the best part of the movie for me was this base blowing up. Yeah. Because the explosions looked great. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, he finds out soldier buddies aren't there. They've been moved. And so he has to uh, follow them on the river, which is great. Yep. He, just, he just so happens to bump into the trucks transporting the troops just as they need to cross a river. There's some uh, pretty great raft jumping stunts in this scene. Yeah, what is the scene? So he comes in, there's like seven armoured trucks yep. full of Vietnamese soldiers with guns and he's on a Kevlar boat, mm. Lamau, uh, with one mounted turret. Yep. And he's just taking out all these people yep. without once being shot. Throughout this movie, no one gets shot on the good guy's side. No. Nope. it's a travel. Oh, no, that's not true. Some of them die. They get blown up, though. They, they don't get shot. They all get blown up. So, yeah, he finds the trucks. He sh- shoots them up. Yeah, he shoots the trucks. Uh, he kills most of them. Yeah. But 
one of them pulls out a bazooka, and then he bazookas the boat. <laughs> and then they laugh evilly, because they think they've killed uh, Chuck Norris and stuff. Yeah. But then he slow-mo bursts out of the water and just mows them down, and they go... Rah! That's right. It's a very iconic scene. Then they get to the shore. There's the truck, and, and Chuck Norris is shooting at the truck. While that's happening, some Coast Guards rock in. They shoot uh, the guy who's on the turret on the boat, on the main boat, mm. on the dinghy. So he's dead. So Jack Tucker swims across. He arms that. And then the guy with the bazooka at the truck blows up yep. the, uh, the boat and kills Jack, unfortunately. R.I.P. Tucker. Rip Tucker. Oh, uh, what is he saying? I'll see you in hell. And I was like, haha, Star Wars quote. And then out of nowhere, a helicopter just comes out and uh, and the ladder drops down and all of the American soldiers get on the ladder and they take and off. They, they fly off yeah. into the sunset. It ends with the helicopter landing in like the town square as the Vietnamese uh, president or whatever is like, we can finally put a rest to this case that there are no American soldiers left in Vietnam, and they burst in. And that's how it ends. They burst in, freeze frame, end of movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the ending. It was okay. Some people were saying it's a bit anticlimactic, but I thought it was a good way of ending it. Like, haha. Yeah. But yeah. The whole movie was just anticlimactic, in a way. Uh, definitely the explosions were the best part yeah. in that one scene. They put the budget in there. Look... It's a big old oldie. It's a big oldie. Yeah, it's an oldie. It it does not age well. No, but movies like this that are war fantasies, particularly about you know the Vietnam yeah. War, just just don't hold up well, unfortunately, because yep. we're looking through them with a modern eye. Um, and also as yeah. an action movie, also probably not very good. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It had its moments, but I'm definitely going to rate it an oldie. Two oldies. I'd be interested to see the, the, the sequels. Yeah, so there are two sequels. The first one came out in 1985. It's called Missing in Action 2, The Beginning. So the story about this one was that it was filmed back-to-back -back with the one that we just watched. They were both filmed at the same time. And the sequel, which is actually a prequel, which is about him in the war was meant to come out first. Ah. So it was meant to be the prequel first, then this one as the sequel. That makes sense. But according to the director of the first one, he didn't do the second one, which is actually the first one. Great, Three Ninjas again. They messed up the nice. police order. Um, according to him, it was decided that the sequel, which was the one that we just saw, was a much better film yep. and would be a more successful first movie. So they switched the titles and release dates and this one came out first, with the planned first film being a prequel. Which is interesting. Yeah, apparently 2 is just like a straight up action rather than it's trying to, I don't know, yeah. be like we've got to rescue prisoners or anything. So that's cool. And then in 1988, there is Braddock Missing in Action 3, which is actually directed by Chuck Norris's brother. Uh, and that one's an actual sequel. The plot is James Braddock returns to Vietnam 12 years after the end of the war to rescue his thought dead Vietnamese wife and son. Uh, well, I'm just looking up. It doesn't look like they have much better Rotten Tomatoes scores. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they have critic scores, do they? They don't have critic scores at all, the other two. Yeah. They have audience scores of 40% each. Okay. So I think I think they're probably just more of the same. But with that being said, did you have a sequel? Um, 
Well, you see, you take Braddock and you you put him in a war. So- oh wait. <laughs> yep. Mm. It's kind of yeah. No, I don't have a sequel. <laughs> Look, part of me is like, I want to know what happens directly after this. Like, mm. does he start another war? Yeah. Is that what happens? He just starts the war again, or does he get arrested? Or so do... here's here's what happens. They burst in. Yeah. He becomes. I'm gonna say like a political person. He gets into politics. Probably yeah. Um, and it's like, hey, these people were in here, you guys lied, and we get some of the big guys arrested because of him. But they're not a big fan of him after this, so they send assassins after him. Mm. This is during the election, where he's running for president. <laughs> and so we see an action film of him uh, like going through a campaign to run for president while being sent assassins and that he has to kung fu defeat i'd watch it yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. it's 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 pretty exciting and of course he wins the presidency yeah and becomes president anyway next segment it's time for raving reviews yeah you can tell we're quite tired now from going through all of this but there was quite a lot of good reviews for this one actually all right so i'm just gonna blast through them yeah let's do it oh look says quit your whining liberals it's a guy's flick solid snake chuck that's painful that's a painful yep. review <laughs> yeah it's quit your whining comma so it's pause yeah liberals yeah and then it's got a dash it's a guy's flick dash dash solid snake chuck well i guess we are not only liberals but we're also not guys according to this yes. review yikes uh that's gotta be five out of five right ah it's three out of five. Oh, he's not okay yeah 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 i thought you there we have uh eric it's an entertaining bad movie uh great for those times when you're bored out of your mind on a rainy day <laughs> sure i guess how about you just watch a new movie Whoa, got him. Not going back to this one. I don't know. Um, Two, I think. Yeah, two out of five. There you go. Crash uh, says, one of Chuck's most well-known films. Definitely. Not sure while it's a pile of poo like the rest. <laughs> That's a good review. I like that. Yeah. That's going to be one star, right? One star. Uh, it's two out of five again. Oh, another two. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's another two. Uh, Mishka says, Chuck Norris is the man. Mm. You can deduct two stars from my rating if you don't like Chuck Norris facts. Wait, hang on. <laughs> hang on a second. Uh-huh. So my rating for the movie is da-da-da. If you don't like Chuck Norris, then my rating is minus two stars. Yes. That's an interesting way to review something. <laughs> Chuck Norris is the man. You can deduct two stars from my rating if you don't like Chuck Norris facts. I'm gonna go three stars. Ooh, close. It was two again. Oh. You could rate it a zero out of five if you don't like Chuck Norris. Another two, interesting. Then we have Olympus with Chuck fucking Norris, full stop. <laughs> Great. Is that it? <laughs> this, that was all caps. <laughs> with a full stop, though, not an explanation. Not an S. Ooh. Chuck fucking Norris. 4.5. Ooh, you were really close. It was 3.5. Oh, You okay. were on it. That was a good vibe. Yeah, you picked up on that. That was good. No. Yeah, yeah. But not a, not a full 5 out of 5. Derek says, yeah, a rubber raft that deflects bullets. <laughs> I know, right? No, because the raft is made out of the same thing. Bulletproof vests are made out. Of. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a rubber raft, the, deflects bullets. Ah, uh, how dare you do a, a typo. But yeah, deflects bullets. <sighs> Two again. 
Four out of five. What? Quite enjoyed the, the deflecting bullets. All right, Young says, this is supposed to be a great movie. Is it? I mean, yeah. Most movies, I think, are supposed to be good movies. That's true. That's the review? Yep. <laughs> one. One, one star, one star. It was four out of five. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I put, this is my last review, and I put it in only because when I read it, I laughed. Which was, Lowell says, I thought this movie was going to suck. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. That's, that's our reaction. Yeah, yeah. It made me, it made me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, just two, just two stars. And it's a one out of yeah, five. Out of five. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's the episode. <laughs> Woo. I think we're done. I think yeah. we're definitely done. If you disagree with us, or if you agree with us, or if you're an American who wants to yell at us for our views on the Vietnam War... Or if you're a Vietnamese <laughs> and want to yell at us. Then there are so many ways to get in contact. We've got an email address. Uh, we have got a Facebook page. We have got an Instagram's accounts. We're on all the apps. You can re- mm. review us on an app, and that way we will see your 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 message there. So all that stuff, all the links in the description. Also, vote for next year's episode, uh, for, for next year's year that we cover, if you want. Also, this is probably the last time we're going to mention it unless someone does donate, but there is a donation link in the description. But Zach, this is a free show, so, you know. Yeah. You don't have to, but if you do, it would be, be greatly appreciated, um, and that would go towards Absolutely. some stuff next year. Maybe some strems, maybe some... Maybe watching some good movies. Maybe. I doubt it. Uh, no, <laughs> almost definitely not. Um, yeah. What's next week, though? Next week, you have a choice of many, many movies. So many movies. Two whole movies. Okay. Uh, one of them's quite obvious, I think, the one you should pick. <laughs> the other one is Falling in Love with uh, Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep. Uh, they, they fall in love. I love those two performers. Yeah, they are good performers, to be fair. Love me some Robert De Niro. It's just called falling in love. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he gets to the point. They're falling in love. Maybe the twist is that they don't at the end. Maybe Ooh. it subverts the genre. Do you know what doesn't subvert the genre? Uh, the movie we just watched. Supergirl. It's Ooh. about the cousin of Superman. It's based on a comic book series barely known by literally anyone. I love the character of Supergirl. Big fan. Love the comics. Love the TV show. Love women. Yes. <laughs> I love your face. You, you guys can't see it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's yes. given. Like, you know, people are great. Yeah. Old people. Not... Oh, are you saying you're against women, Sandro? Yeah, personally, yeah. it's PC gone mad. <laughs> yeah, why do we have women? But yeah, Supergirl. Look, yeah, it's obviously... Look, I, the last time I watched Supergirl was the same time that I rented Superman 4 Quest for Peace from the uh, video Ooh. Busters, Oof. and they both sucked. But I'm interested to return to Supergirl. Hell yeah. Let's do some Supergirl. What do you predict we're going to rate it? Uh, old. <laughs> okay. I don't know, actually. Maybe, maybe, maybe I give it a goodie and you give it an oldie. Maybe. It could be so bad it's good. You love the franchise too much, though, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I like the character too much. I know too yeah, much about like the character. Yeah, you like the character in the comic series and stuff, yeah. you know, too much. Where I am not as invested, so I might go, so bad it's good sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you, whereas it's more painful. It, mm. it hits you more deeply where it matters. So I'm going to say I rated a good at you, give it an oldie. That's next week. Episode 99 as well. We're so close to the triple Ooh, digits. We're very close. Wrapping it up with the best quote from the movie you just saw. My favourite is... 
I'm looking for Jack Tucker. Is he around? Oh, yeah, he'll be here in a moment. And then he just falls <laughs> down from the roof. <laughs> it's good. I laughed. I actually laughed. Yeah, yeah. My favorite quote is, I'll see you in hell, which is a great quote. Uh, not in this movie, though. Hey, Lamau, dab, dab, because Star Wars. It's this quote from Star Wars. You would. You would watch this movie in hell. I would. It, it, look, in hell, there's probably bad movies. This is probably one of the better ones. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 